Metabolic Blueprint. I'm Erin. This is Katie. And today we're going to talk about pro-metabolic lifestyle and what that even means. <laughs> yeah. Um, it can be tough because so much of this is food and how do we eat all the right things to do in our body what we want to do to lead the lifestyles that we want to do. And sometimes we can eat all of the right things and do all the exercise and do all the things that our body needs and it's not enough. Um, and it's an unfortunate situation. I think it's happened to all of us at some point in our lives and can fluctuate. Sometimes there are too many environmental stressors, too many stressors in our work, too many stressors in our lives that no amount of, of pro-metabolic eating can fix. Uh, and this has certainly happened to me, you know, in my eight-year journey now with Z-Health and pro-metabolic eating and a pro-metabolic lifestyle, um, I've felt on many occasions like I'm doing all of the things to lose weight properly, right? And I don't lose weight. And it's really frustrating. And it's always, I mean, now again, eight years in, I'm starting to lose weight easily without trying something that's been promised from the very beginning. Uh, and keep in mind, like I was recovering from a lot I was recovering from a lifelong pain condition, um, eating not so great things for 26 years of my life, plus familial history of not eating great things, um, being raised in a highly polluted area that can have an effect and just having high stress levels. And so it's taken me again, eight years to really work on finding the right balance, taking my walks after meals, finding time for myself, um, getting the right sleep quality to the point where I wake up feeling really well rested and excited for my day. And I go to bed excited for the next day and what it might bring. But it took a lot of time. It took a lot of time to also build boundaries. I didn't know what boundaries were even a year ago. Uh, and spending the last year on boundaries, I think has been one of the, I won't say final steps because life is a journey and there's always going to be more to work on. Um, but I think it took all of that. It took a lot of learning about myself, a lot of making some big life decisions to cut out big stressors in my life to get to the point of now eating mostly what I want still in a very pro-metabolic way, but not tracking calories, uh, not doing any huge strenuous exercises, uh, just sort of living my life, doing the movement that feels good and losing weight slowly and easily. Um, and Erin, I know you've, you've had this journey too, where sometimes the life stressors are just too big. You know, we can't unload our threat bucket with all those stressors in. A hundred percent. I mean, that's exactly uh, the case. And I think this is part of why we created the unlock your true potential challenge because it's a 12 week course on habit change with emphasizing eight daily pro metabolic lifestyle habits that we recommend. So we've got nutrition, we've got neuro drills, we've got exercise and movement, we've got breathing, we've got sunlight or red light because that is so key um, community and play because most of us, um, especially, excuse me, with the global pandemic, most of us went through a period of isolation and, and that is a significant stressor. And we are tribal beings. Um, we 
we are community beings, we are relationship beings, and that's part of our biological wiring. Um, if you currently have a community that is toxic for you, uh, or a family environment that's toxic for you, or a toxic marriage, or you've got a loved one who's dealing with drug or alcohol addiction, or somebody committed suicide, or there's a million things that could be filling your threat bu bucket and you're unaware of it. Um, and you might be doing all the right things food-wise and drill-wise, but still dealing with this major life stressor. And my experience, uh, well, and then we have well-being as another one that we throw in there. And that's kind of a loaded category because there's different things that might mean well-being to each person. I think there's like a organizational side to well-being and boundaries and learning how to set boundaries and learning how to, uh, and then like journaling can be really helpful to your well-being. I'm a big fan of therapy. Um, most of you might not know, but I'm actually a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. Uh, right now it's 2022. I've been sober for 13 and a half years. Um, I also attend other recovery groups for dysfunctional family systems and um, codependency, essentially. And it, in my truth is, is that really laid the foundation and the reps for me to even be open to this information, be able to make the changes that I needed in my life on a nutrition and neural standpoint and education standpoint that I would not have had access to if I was continuing the behavior that I was in 13 and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a big fan of therapy. Um, therapy has saved my life multiple times. Um, and so I personally think that your own well-being is your journey and having a pro-metabolic lifestyle is about having a lifestyle that supports happiness, rest, resilience, um, joy, play, learning, you know, all those pieces yeah. that are key to us being happy creatures. Our current society, especially in the U.S., has a pretty toxic culture around busyness, success, uh, you know, hustle. workaholism. About the hustle here. Like, uh, if, if you're not getting what you want, you're just not working hard enough. Um, and you need to keep hustling here in the U.S. is what I notice. Yeah, it's all about busy, busy, busy workaholism, perfectionism. Uh, we don't celebrate play and joy and rest like other cultures do um you know paid time off and jobs where you have a career is usually two weeks uh vacation and then whatever sick time and you know in europe i know it's very different you guys get a lot more paid time off and more um there's more emphasis on like being able to go home and like enjoy your life you know and so <laughs> Uh, depending on the culture and the country, I'm not going to speak to every country because that's impossible, but it's just something to be conscious of. And I think, um, so community and play. And then the last piece was sleep. Those are the eight kind of aspects of a ho holistic picture of health and well-being that we focus on. And that's why we, we built the challenge is to help people do that and to make the changes that are appropriate for you one, one little bit at a time. So often we go, I'm here, but I want to be there, but I don't really know how to get there. I'm going to make a plan to get there, but then we don't follow through on our plan. And then we think it's a willpower issue. And then there's a shame cycle that's attached to that and a, a guilt cycle that's attached to that. And then it's, 
self-perpetuates, right? And so I think for me, the huge learning curve was my timeline is not 12 weeks. My timeline is not even a year. My timeline is from now until death. And for me, I want to have the best life I could have until I die, the best quality of life that I can have until I die. And there's a component of that, of being able to, like, how do we live life on life's terms, right? When um, there's stuff that's out of your control, because most things that cause me stress <laughs> are my reaction to things that are out of my control um, or people that are out of my control. And so, like, how do you even start to learn how to do that? And that's where, for me, um, having a support system, whether it's a recovery group or therapy or a best friend or somebody that can hold space and like, just like sit with you while you're going through your stuff and be supportive. I think that can be, that can be its own medicine. Right. And I also want to speak to the toxic culture of toxic positivity that we have in America. I've done multiple business coaching things and productivity courses. And there's this like, even Anthony Robbins, like, uh, you know, and, and different, I, not to, I don't want to be like bad mouthing specific names or anything, but I think there's a layer of on um, this idea that mind over matter and like you control your attitude and yes, to a degree, I think it's really important to redirect what you're focusing on. And I think those th tools can be useful and it's also okay to not be okay. Sometimes it's okay to feel your feelings. Yeah. yeah. And, and the, how often have we been told to feel our feelings and no one I'll be real honest. I didn't know what that meant until maybe eight months ago. Uh, 34 to give you guys some, some reference here. And I didn't know what that means. I like, I, how was I supposed to know? No one gave me like a, a guide of like, oh, here is how you feel your feelings. This is what we mean by this. I never understood that concept before. Um, and I think it's really important to feel your feelings, maybe not dwell on them or label them, but feel them feel sadness, feel uh, what that feels like in your body and not label it as sadness or depression or anxiety, but feeling what it actually feels like in your body can help your body release it and move past it a little bit quicker instead of trying to come up with all of those stories in your mind about why you might be feeling it or what caused it or how it might be here longer than you want it to be. Um, feel your feels, move on when it's time. Um, and certainly again, like therapy. Al-Anon, um, any of those groups that may speak to you, there are so many options out there. Uh, it was honestly, it was the 12 week challenge for me. It was joining it last year as a coach with Aaron, where I was like, I'm not going to get anything out of this. Um, I, I'm just going to teach this because like, you know, I need a job, whatever. This is a good move forward for my career. I'll be real honest. I expected nothing growth wise out of it for myself. And it got me into therapy. It it taught me boundaries. It taught me better client relations. And, and that's not just specific to Z health and my clients that is specific to you. If you work with other people in your profession or your life or your personal life, learning those boundaries, how to set them, how to maintain them, having a group standing behind me saying, Hey, how, how did it go this week? How did you, how did your boundaries feel? Do you feel like they worked out for you? Do you feel like 
they were accepted well, or sometimes they're not always accepted well by the people that uh, need those boundaries. And then what do we do about that? Because that often makes us that are, you know, those of us that are setting those boundaries feel bad. When we have no control over how people respond to, to our boundaries, we have no control over that. And Aaron already spoke to this. The things that we worry about, we may have no control over. And so sometimes it's nice to have that that group of folks behind you say, hey, this isn't one of those things that you can control, right? Just bringing your awareness to it. Um, having a therapist that can guide you through this. Um, I had a really powerful conversation this past weekend over therapy and and what's right for me versus what's right for other people. And even therapy has a huge range for me. I found it most helpful to see my therapist once a week. That That's what I needed. And since I've done therapy, uh, I've found out that a lot of people <laughs> go every other week or every third week. And to me, that is that is crazy. I want weekly accountability. I want shorter sessions with my therapist. And when I was going every other week or every third week, they were longer sessions. And then it just felt so long in between without any action. And so having those weekly shorter sessions, those shorter check-ins with my therapist, in addition to the 12-week challenge that we ran, um, I was able to get through a lot, a lot of stuff going on in my life at that time, a lot of big stressors that had been with me, some of them my whole life. Um, and I feel like a new person a year later. I mean, again, it's it's been a solid year since I joined the challenge and I've done every single one in the last year that we've held and each one teaches me more and more and, and each one, you know, we've got a different group of people. Usually we have the OGs that are there every time, but then we've got the newbies or some people that come and go and take challenges off in between. And it always brings a different perspective that is really helpful. Um, I just, I can't even encourage it enough. Uh, it, it's changed my life. Yeah. And I think it's so crucial so for me, my truth is I, the only thing worse than my problems were my solutions 13 and a half years ago. And, and that kind of got better. And then there was a time in my life where directly to my, when I got sober, um, I was having that same issue in my relationships. And so for me, recovery worked really well because it was free and it was donation-based. I could do it every day. Um, I had an accountability group because I had people that had been through similar things that had made it through and I could hear what they were doing and what they were using. Um, I was a big fan. I like 12 step programs. Not every recovery thing is like that. There's, you know, all kinds of different recovery programs out there. So it's what works for you. Um, so that kind of stuff really helped me start to see maybe behavior that I was doing that I was unaware of, uh, or I had no idea how to change. Um, and that was useful therapy really helped me there. But like anything, and this is the conversation I have with my clients, we're, we're not therapists. We are here to help you uh, dive into things. And it, a lot of times it can feel kind of like therapy because we talk about your whole history because sometimes that stuff matters a lot. And yet I always refer out. And if there's something like if you had something traumatic happen, it matters in your health history, but I'm not going to take the time to do a therapy session with you around that. I'm going to go, okay. Sounds like maybe this area of the brain might have been impacted from that. Let's let's work on that. Or maybe there's if we get this food stuff online, you can become more resilient around maybe some of the trauma around that. 
you can use some of these drill drills to help dissipate some of the energy around that. But it's not an opportunity for me to go through and actually do therapy with you. So that's where I think therapy is crucial um, because it's important to have a safe person you can talk to. And a lot of us, depending on what, what your background is, if you have a lot of dysfunctional family relationships going on, it might not be safe to talk to anybody in your current friend or family circle. And that's hard, you know, and sometimes you just need a safe person who's not in the midst of everything who can give you um, direction on how to navigate that. So. Like everything, I loved, I went on a rafting trip like two years ago with my wife or three years ago. And they literally said, you're in charge of your own self-rescue. And that is the first rule. It's like the first rule in fight club is don't talk about fight club. The first rule in rafting is you're in charge of your own self-rescue. And if you fall out of the boat, you're responsible for your survival, period. Nobody's coming to get you, figure it out. You have to think that because sometimes people won't see you and sometimes people won't get to you. So you have to be in charge of your own self-rescue. And I use that with my clients too, because I'm a human just like anybody else. And you're in charge of your healing. You're in charge of how you, well you work it. You're in charge of how well you do your drill, how often you do your drills, you know? And if you're not doing it, it doesn't mean you're bad. It just means that there's probably something that's getting in the way there that we need to maybe talk about so that you can, troubleshoot and find ways to work with that um and that's really what what we dive into in the habit change course is like you know if you're saying you're here and you want to be here and it's not happening there's a reason and it could be that what you think you're supposed to do might not be the right thing for you to be focusing on right now and that's okay too right so i think that um that's a huge piece of this turning off the news can be a huge Way to reduce your your neural threat bucket. Turning off notifications uh, was huge for me. Turning off all the Facebook notifications on my phone. I even turned off email notifications because it got to be too much. My brain started getting into that habitual, almost addictive. I, I mean, it was an addiction. Just picking up my phone and checking for notifications and doing it without even like caring. I, Conscious Katie right now is like, I don't care if I have text messages, emails, messages that I have to somehow return. And now we've got how many different messaging platforms um, we're just with our clients. Like we can be Facebook messaged, Instagram message, text message, phone call, um, endless options of ways to for people to get a hold of us. And it's exhausting. We're, you know, it's... <laughs> It's a lot, even if you don't work with people in chronic pain or chronic dysfunction, thinking about all of the different ways and all the different avenues that you have to constantly be checking up on to get back to people is exhausting. Turning off those notifications, being more thoughtful of how you interact with social media or um, really anything that, that can pull focus away from what you want you know, screens, even the television screen. Um, I know that I can get in a real bingy mood sometimes. And that's my relaxation is, you know, during dinner. And then after dinner, I can sit and binge watch a show until I have to go to bed. Maybe not the healthiest for me. What else could I be doing? Or maybe it is the answer sometimes if I need the rest and relaxation, but being aware of your options, being aware of what's pulling focus, what needs to pull focus and what doesn't need to pull focus. Um, can be really helpful. So just turning off those notifications can be huge. Getting rid of the little red dot that tells you how many emails you have. 
getting rid of, if you're one that doesn't like to check your voicemails, I'm one of those. Uh, they stress me out. I don't know why, um, but I don't like checking them. And my brain has a total shutdown about it. And so that little number will just increase over time. And I get back to those people, but for some reason, Katie brain can't check those messages. Uh, so I just get rid of that, that little notification decreases my stress level. Um, you know, I've still reached out to those people. Everything is good, but at least I don't have the stress around having to get rid of all of those little red bubbles on my phone. Yeah. And there's a lot of different tools um, that we offer. And we're going to talk about some of these in more videos down here. One thing I love about the challenge that we do is there is a lifestyle challenge every week. The current lifestyle challenge is devices down, you know, yeah. and the practice is um, maybe when you're finding yourself scrolling through something just to pass the time, what does it look like to set your, your phone down and be present, you know, with what you're doing? If you're out to dinner, if you're out with friends, if you're um, yeah. what is it like to leave it in the car or put yeah. it in a drawer, go for a walk and not have your phone. Yep. Yes. So this is all stuff that I think uh, is, is powerful. And, um, we'll probably underneath here kind of list out the different categories that we talk about in the challenge. Cause we think those are important and maybe some of the skills that you can practice in there, but organization is the key to success really in any goal uh, setting. And I think that finding a way to get clear on what you want. And, and oftentimes I think getting a coach is the best way to do that so that you can get clear um, and finding ways to start to reduce. If you can look at your threat bucket and you're already doing drills for the neuro stuff and you're already exercising and you're already doing the food stuff and the, and the supplements and whatever, the next piece of this is like, what is currently in your threat bucket that you can reduce or take out entirely? And um, how can you start to make those little changes today for yourself? And how can you, by maybe eliminating some toxic situations or things that are like stealing your energy, like the energy drains of your day, is there a way to put a boundary on that and then give yourself the love and nurturing that you need, whether whatever that might be, taking the time to learn a new language or journal or dance or make art or maybe just go for a walk and sit in the sun listening to music you enjoy uh, music can be a super powerful stress reducing tool um there's a, if you like to cook you know just finding ways to nurture you i think is is a great way to um start to reduce that threat bucket and maybe it's devices down maybe it's turn off the news Maybe it's take a, a hiatus on the Facebook and the Instagrams. Maybe it's putting your phone on do not disturb and giving yourself an evening off uh, where you get to just focus on you and know that and let, you know, if you need to set boundaries and let people know ahead of time that you're doing that so that they're aware that you're doing that time for yourself. If you've got kids, maybe there's an hour where your partner or somebody can watch the kids while you're taking care of yourself, you know, but that self-care piece I think is crucial and oftentimes we don't get enough of it. So yeah. And just realizing that you are deserving of that time for yourself. There's no question. You deserve it. You deserve it. And most people want to focus on training and all the things that they're supposed to be doing, but recovery is just as important. If you want to be awesome at your job or awesome at looking fit or whatever it is that your goals are for yourself, 
you have to rest. It's the same thing with Olympic athletes. Like their training has to be matched with appropriate recovery. Otherwise you're susceptible to injury and illness and all the stuff that comes with depleted metabolism and, and nervous system. So um, learning how to rest like a champ. I mean, I had to learn how to do that. And Zachariah, my coach has been awesome at calling me out on that. And then, you know, the shame cycle of, oh, I'm not doing enough or I'm not enough or I haven't, you know, and like recognizing that that's also part of my monitor, my predictive monitor, trying to compare and tell me what I, you know, and that I, I can actually start to interrupt that and go, Hey, actually, uh, in the words of Zachariah, stop shaming yourself. You suck at it <laughs> because it's not changing so, your behavior. <laughs> I once, uh, one of my favorite Zachariah stories actually happened recently. Um, I, I broke my hand about six months ago and it was a traumatic injury, you know, not something that anyone expects to do. No one's going out starting their day thinking, hey, I'm going to break my hand today. Right. So it, it was a, it was a tough one for me and I work with my hands and, and my, um, my financial life depends on me being able to use my hands. And so it was scary. And of course, I'm like trying to get back into work sooner, right? Like, how can I get back to work in four weeks? How can I, how can I get mobility back? How can I get my grip strength back? All that kind of stuff. And so I set up an appointment with him, right? And I had this whole list of questions of things I wanted to work on to basically get back into work mode quicker. And I get to the session, right? And I'm showing up and it's online with him as it is, because I'm not in Arizona with him. And I tell him all my concerns and all the things that aren't going right and how I can't do this and how I can't do that. And I was like, what do I do? And he just sat there for a minute and he's like, you go, you go lay on the couch for a week or in bed, wherever's comfortable, where, where, what's comfortable right now. And I was like, well, do you mean like, then I do eye drills and like uh neural warm up on lower body while I'm like, how do I? what about breathing drills? Like he's like, no, if if anything, elevate your arm, do your diaphragmatic breathing and watch some TV or read a book. That's it. You're just, so like the rest of the hour, he really just sat with me as I sat still and tried to work through this process of like, wait, but, but I have clients and I have people expecting things. Okay, cool. So how can we work on maybe writing emails to those folks and letting them know that you're going to be out of office for a couple of weeks? Um, how can we reduce that stress of not getting back to people on a timeline that you were used to? Um, can we set up some automated messages to let those folks know you won't be getting back to them right away? Uh, and then maybe let's find out a show for you to binge. That's a nice long seven, 10 season show that will keep your attention long enough to keep you sitting still for a while because sometimes um as as antithetical as it is to the especially the u.s culture right uh, how, how do we find ways to just sit still for a while and you would think i mean i've certainly told my clients before hey you just have to rest it's okay you can just sit still for a day and yet i didn't understand that concept myself until recently um but rest, gosh, yeah, there's just, it, it, you know, it's okay to binge a TV show every once in a while or watch all of the Marvel movies in a row. I don't know, whatever your jam is, maybe that is your rest period where that can be the time that you put the phone in the kitchen or in a drawer. You're not always grabbing it and checking in and you can just sit and unwind and watch something and it can be mindless and that is okay. Yeah. 
Sometimes doing nothing is doing something. Rest is productive. So I think that's mostly what we wanted to cover in this video. If you um, have any questions or any comments, please leave it in our Facebook group or you can message us directly. And um, we look forward to seeing you in the other videos. Thank you. Thank you.